Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bankston Family Fun Time. I am your host, Cody Bankston, and no longer Game Master for this podcast, folks. That is right. We've got a new game, new Game Master. We are going to be playing Power and Responsibility. It is essentially the exact same game that we play in Doves and Demons, our flagship podcast. So, you know, old listeners should be pretty familiar with it. If you are a new listener, this is your first Bankston family podcast uh, allow me to welcome you and say thank you basically the way this game works it's like any other tabletop rpg we're going to roll some dice sometimes things work out our way sometimes they don't i think you'll have a pretty good understanding of the situation that we'll be in at most times my brother nick will be the game master my name is cody again i will play the part of pulled pork the team's uh, sort of bruiser powerhouse type character my father gary plays wink our speedster uh, my sister-in-law, Molly, plays Ms. Morpho, a teenage shapeshifter. And my mother, Karen, plays Gidget, the gadgeteer. So as I guess start off with all of us sort of introducing our characters, our backstories, our power sets, you know, where our HQ is and everything. So you'll get to know us all pretty quick. I'll quit John at you and catch up with you at the end of the episode. Fade in. On Metro City, to a pretty sunny, peaceful day in Metro City. It, it's pretty quiet, mainly because a lot of the superheroes are off another dimension, maybe time traveling, dealing with like whatever the new big, big crossover event is. The the camera pulls into the city. It's like zooming in towards like the south side, the old old part of town, and kind of fade in. Street sign for Ninth Street. Zoom in on the Ninth Street brick throwers, the newest superheroes. <laughs> new superhero team yeah we fade on their cramped but secure home base that has some cells because they're the team's feeling ambitious they feel like they're gonna capture a lot of a lot of criminals where's more detail like we got like the traits of your of your guys secret base but like what does it actually look like is it just a fancy apartment on the top floor of a building are you guys in the basement what's What's it kind of look like? <laughs> I imagine we're basement dwellers. Yeah, we're definitely basement people. <laughs> a really long, narrow basement. What is it the basement of? Like, what's the rest of the building above you guys? It's a bookstore right above us. Probably a third floor. Do you guys enter through the bookstore? Third store is a brick store. <laughs> 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 Why would you put the bricks on top of the books? Like, you gotta because haul the bricks all the way up. What if the third floor was a 24-hour uh, gym, but also a real estate office and hay salesman? Uh, <laughs> so Todd and Tony Cocker were on the third floor? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so the first floor could be a brick store. Yeah, okay, the first floor could be a brick store. It's a, a smaller two-story building on the south side of Metro City. Various businesses operated by the Cockos on the second floor. On the first floor, you got the bricks on one half of the building, books on the other, and then you guys are down in the basement. Yep. <laughs> bricks and books. <laughs> in a pinch, we'll throw a book. <laughs> As we kind of fade in, what are what are the? Why don't we take turns kind of introducing ourselves? What are what are all the various members of the Ninth Street Brick Throwers up to on this inauspicious start to the day? Well, I'm Gidget the Gadgeteer, and I'm in the corner claiming a little tiny fridge i found that somebody had thrown out i'm repairing it so that we can have it in our headquarters because i think it would be handy if we had a little fridge gidget gidget the gadgeteer 
I travel everywhere I travel. I have my backpack full of little tools and raw materials so I can make up gadgets to solve problems for me and my fellow crew members when we get ourselves into adventures. Gidget, what's what's your number? Four. Seven. You, you can't get a seven. Oh, sorry. Can you go? <laughs> Already off the rails. <laughs> I was seven. Fuck a seven. Do we? Uh... Every roll is a success. <laughs> we'll do a quick flashback. You sound more like a pawn store version of Iron Man. <laughs> it, like, like Iron Man 3 when he's doing his fucking taking care of business Home Depot shopping run. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Iron Man. I grew up in my fan, working in the back of my family appliance store, uh, but I always dreamed of greater things. When I was a kid, I loved MacGyver. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I understand that my family needs me uh, to help support the family, so I don't begrudge them the time I spend back there, but I'd much rather be creating new super weapons or super defensive weapons. And, and no real power source, right? Just your, your own mind? Just, yes. My power is my brain. What kind of superhero is, is Gidget? Dark and brooding? Are you Superman, like, positive and... Starstruck newcomer. I'm even I'm even impressed by the members of my C team. See, now I'm picturing... Yeah, this is definitely going to be very, like, Mystery Man-esque. Your super weakness or problem? They are related, basically, just that I'm torn by my responsibilities. It's like, gee, I don't know if I can go on this adventure tonight because... Uh, because I got three vacuum cleaners that I got to fix. They're pretty, <laughs> Priorities. They're pretty mundane problems, but they are they matter to my family. So your need to support <laughs> your family <laughs> pulls you away from your superhero. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so you're you're working on claiming a fridge for your guys' office. Yes. Yes. So while while you're tinkering away, what what's the rest of the gang up to? My name is Fiona. I'm a Oh yeah, and sorry, what's what's your real name? <laughs> or is Gidget Gadgeteer your real name? <laughs> I guess Gidget is my real name and might want to work on your uh, your secret identity. I'm thinking. Alright, so yeah, I'm Fiona, I'm sixteen. I am currently working a shift in my dad's brick store. <laughs> he opened the brick store after we were at his Play Doh factory and there was an accident. He transitioned from Play-Doh factory to brick store. Yeah. Well, okay. the bricks are made of Play-Doh. <laughs> they harden the Play-Doh into bricks and he sells those. I don't know. I don't fucking care. I'm a angsty, goth teenager. But I'm just coming into my own realizing that accident also gave me the power of Play-Doh to be shiftable and... <laughs> the power of Play-Doh! You're like a shape-shifting Gumby, basically? Kind of. Because, like, I'm over-emotional and I, like, react to things, I tend to react very quickly to situations. And... You tend to rush into things. Rush into things, yeah. (laughs) Four. Water is my weakness. Your mundane problem is just being a a gothy teenager. Yeah, over-emotional goth teenager. God, I don't even know why I had to explain that to you. <laughs> what is, what's Miss Morpha up to? Oh yeah, Miss Morpha, I'm just working my shift at my dad's brick store. I'm not <laughs> happy about it, and I don't 
care for bricks. <laughs> so while the rest of the team is down in the basement, you're you're just up man in the brick store. Yeah. Does your dad know you're a superhero? No. <laughs> and so he doesn't know what you're doing in the basement all no, the time. Um, that's our clubhouse for our book club. <laughs> Are all these weirdos members of your quote unquote book club? Yeah, and Dad can't go downstairs because he was paralyzed in the accident. Oh, Dad's paralyzed. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a dark turn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that really dark and pre- fairly important detail right at the end there. <laughs> so is it just you and your dad? Yeah, Molly walked away. She's so over this. She's a brooding god. <laughs> what did you ask, Gidget? Yeah, is it just you and your dad? Yeah. That's sad. Miss Morph is also a four. Mm-hmm. If, so if we want to be, like, responsibility heavy, we want a lower number? Power is high, responsibility is low. I was thinking it would be kind of fun if pulled pork, like, he's, like, a strong dude, but he's just above average strong. Not really, <laughs> like... He's like, I guess to keep going with the Mystery Men theme, he's kind of like Mr. Furious. He's not going to like, like, he's not like the Hulk or the Thing or like any super like strong uh, Luke Cage, like not as strong as any of those dudes. He's just like a really buff dude. So I was thinking it'd be kind of fun if he was actually very responsibility heavy, but he like insists on trying to be really strong. (laughs) So he's going to be a two. His alter ego is, his name is uh, Robert Bacon, B-A-K-O-N. His friends call him Bobby Bacon. Worked in uh, his uh, uncle's meatpacking factory uh, all his life. So one day there was like a tragic accident that gave him slightly above average human strength. <laughs> He's pretty durable, right? <laughs> Not that strong, but he can take a hit. Yeah, like that's like that's what makes him so endearing. Is like he gets his ass beat a lot, but he keeps getting back up. By stronger supervillains. And he probably would have woke up this morning and he would have put a pork shoulder roast in the oven, cooking it for like 10, 11 hours. <laughs> now he's just like getting his pump on, like getting his bowl in the basement. What has he been? It's like salad 150? Going off the table here, his weakness is he needs like recharge. So I was thinking that gets his above average strength by like eating meat. He like, after he exerts himself, he needs to eat like a piece of jerky or something. In order to like get it back. Does he wrap like a fanny pack to keep some on him just in case he needs some in like in the midst of battle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just pocket yeah. jerky. Just pocket jerky. His mundane problem, his uncle Rupert Bacon, he just from years and years of working in like the meatpacking industry, his uh veins are just clogged with bacon grease. Um so he has like cardiovascular issues. Uh, <laughs> but he refuses to stop eating meat. It's the source of his pro- powers, but it's also slowly killing him. Well, no, I'm talking about his uncle. His okay. mundane problem is a sickly relative. And you're, like, taking care of him. So you're getting your pump on. What is our, what is our fourth member of the group up to? I'm the wink, because I'm quick as a week. I'm a speedster. I have difficulty staying in one place for very long, so I'm kind of jittery, kind of bouncing around a lot. My my source of my power is apparently alien. I sort of just woke up in this house by myself, so I have kind of apparently have no one. Maybe the last of my kind might be what I discover. So I have some abandonment issues. Wait, so you are an alien, or aliens gave you your powers? Aliens gave me my power, I think. I'm not really sure. 
But you uh, did also just say that you're the last of your kind. So what do you mean by that? Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> that that is my understanding of it because I can't really find any relatives. So my mundane problem is I, I, I spend a lot of time sending off blood samples to the various DNA sites and they always come back with either unknown or 1% of everything all over the world. So I'm really confused about what I am in my, and I found a, in this house, I went out to the mailbox and I found an envelope. So my, my formal name is the occupant. <laughs> so I, I assume that was, you know, that's my name, the occupant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a five, by the way. Okay, so what's your superhero issue, like, drawback? Oh, my, my drawback? If I run too fast, I can explode. <laughs> okay. So I might be able to put in a request to Gadget to give me some sort of, like, superpower speedometer. <laughs> yeah, like a break. I want a break. I just want to know when I'm approaching combustion. And your mundane problem is you have no idea who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Don't really have a secret identity. Well, the, the <laughs> occupant. And how did you guys meet? How did this Motley crew get assembled? Did you guys just meet on, like, the superhero message boards or... Was there an event that you guys all met at, like a bank bank heist or something? Well, I feel like like how old is the occupant and how old is pulled pork? I mean, I think pulled pork is like probably about like my age. Occupant's probably eighteen. Okay, so pulled pork is our senior member. Um, I'm also thinking that I am like late teens. Hannah was a bunch of teeny boppers. This is weird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pulled pork. Do we have to put you on a list? <laughs> yeah. Or did you guys meet at like superhero, like superheroes anonymous? I feel more like we're aficionados. Like we're, I'm excited to be a superhero, so I wouldn't be going to a no. place that. I was thinking like dispatches from elsewhere. We just arrived someplace and we all got a card that says show up here. So we're okay. part of some. Superhero network. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was under the impression we were working for some sort of like agency or something. No, no, just kind of a, a superhero group. But yeah, I like the you guys got mystery letters saying like be here and you got codes to the, the basement of this building and yeah, you guys just kind of showed up and met each other and decided to be superheroes together. Yeah. Work yeah. our work our way up to the B team. Yeah, here we are at the Ninth Street brick and bookstore. Yeah, so it's a pretty pretty standard day. You guys didn't get invited to the big uh, big crossover event. You guys didn't make the cut to go deal with uh, part of your guys' base. News monitoring station, police scanners, that kind of stuff, so you guys can respond to any issues. You guys are kind of just going about your day, is tinkering and working at the the brick store and lifting weights. And what is, what is the wink up to? Just kind of vibrating around, just. Just here for a second, then over there for a second. Just kind of always moving. Twitching around. <laughs> Twitchy. <laughs> All of a sudden, you guys get uh, an alert pings up on your guys' uh, notification system. I imagine maybe the wink is probably the first to get over there. <laughs> oh, look! Look at this! <laughs> you guys can see an alarm has gone off at the, the Metro City Botanic Gardens. 
the, they're calling for police, but the, the police are slow response. Uh, they're used to superheroes taking this kind of stuff. A plant, probably. A plant, yeah. Save a plant. I'm in. What is it? It's Earth Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Ninth Street Brick Throwers are getting their guys' first mission. Yeah. Yeah, some kind of some kind of break in at the Botanic Gardens. The the cops are responding. They're definitely requesting any any superhero assistance to deal with a, a supervillain related threat. I mean, I imagine this is at least a good ways across town. How are you guys getting over there? Um, my my delivery truck we could take. <laughs> delivery truck. Oh, we're gonna yeah. pull up looking ghetto. Excuse me. You don't have to write that. <laughs> you weirdo. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, if anything, Dad is the one person who probably doesn't need to write in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I imagine, like, the wink, like, running there and back, like, four times while they're, like, driving over in this, like, beat up old. What, what yeah. are you guys truck like? It's a. I think he's running back and forth and hollering in the window. You're almost there! You're there. Fiona, do you have your driver's license? Yeah, I'm 16. There, yeah, there are plenty of 16-year-olds that don't have the driver's license. Well, I have one. God. I'm the DM. I'm not a real person. You don't have to be shitty with me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually exist in this world. <laughs> I thought I did. I was say, I was the only like adult maybe I should be driving. <laughs> maybe I'll just run around the van while your guys are going there. Just... <laughs> No, you should drive. So, so pulled pork is gonna drive you guys over in the brick van. Yeah, and I'm thinking it's like a it's like a shitty Astro van. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think Quake is trying to make siren noises too as he runs around the van. <laughs> <laughs> He's waving glow sticks. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, pork, why don't you start off by giving me a responsibility roll to drive over to the botanic gardens quickly, but without causing any accident. Cool. How many dice do I get? I don't think I would argue that I was prepared for this, but I think I would argue this is that's something that I'm good at. Yeah, since you are the oldest, you can be the, the resident, the driver for the group. So yeah, I'll give you two dice. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, actually, I'll give you three because it sounds like the wink is helping in his own way. Cool. I got a one, a two, and a six. Because <laughs> <laughs> two is your number, so you got a... a uh, power with com- with great power comes great responsibility. Role so you can ask me any questions. Who's behind this? There wasn't any info. There wasn't any info kind of on the wire when you guys checked it about who which villain might be breaking in specifically. It, it is the botanic garden, so probably somebody plant related. My second role was a three, so I got two successes and a failure. Bobby Bacon knows the knows the town pretty well, so he's able to drive you guys over there pretty quick without any issue. Bobby, are you just pulling up, like, directly in front of the Botanic Gardens? Are you going to park a block away and run up? What's no, we're going to park at the service entrance. Oh, okay, so you guys are just going to park around back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's just, like, my, my natural instinct, because I, uh, for whatever I would do, like, meat deliveries for my uncle. So as you guys pull up, you do see, like, there are a couple of cop cars guarding the back entrance. Like, these cops aren't terrible at their jobs. They know, like, yeah, they'll probably try to get out the back, so... You guys gotta pull up through like no pedestrians around, but there's uh, a couple of squad cars and a, a few officers uh, kind of standing around looking at you guys as you pull up. As you guys get, like, one guy's like, "Is that the bricks?" I'm gonna get a couple of bricks out of the back and put them in my brick holsters. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you call your hands? 
I got really just pockets, but I'm calling them brick holsters. <laughs> so the way he could himself with a couple of bricks. Polpor, you know, he has he has the utmost respect for, you know, law enforcement. So he, he gets out and walks up all confidently. He's like, excuse me, officer, uh, 9th Street Brick Throwers here. We're here to help you out. What's the situation? And can we get a quick description of what everybody looks like when they're all, like, superheroed up? Like, what what's your superhero outfit look like, everybody? I have a tool belt on with all my handy tools uh, for making gadgets and my glasses... I transform them with my own specialty goggles that I uh, just click down in front of my glasses. So you can't really see much of my face. My goggles are set up so that I can see at a distance or uh, examine things very closely based on... Now I'm getting a Rick Moranis in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids kind of vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Not far far off, no. (laughs) Do we have Brick Thrower t-shirts that we... All wear. I am wearing a total friggin' spandex outfit. Oh with, wow! With, with brick holsters. With brick holsters. Okay. Brick. I I thought maybe you just putting. I just thought you were wearing sweats. I would I would kind of like it that if you had like a Chewbacca belt that you put tuck these bricks into. It, uh, one side of my uh, outfit is blue and the other is red, so I I feel like I give off a very confusing red shift blue shift when I run. You don't know exactly if I'm coming towards you or going away. When you're going really fast, you're purple? Well, whatever, red shift, blue shift. In your original description, you had said a hobo by day and speedster by night, but now you just live in this mystery house? Is that what's... I'm a squatter now. You know, I, my life's evolving. Yeah, so I mentioned, like, your brick holsters are just big gulps that you, like, put in <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I checked I check the team budget. We really didn't have shit. You know, I'm hoping getting Gadget will make me some, you know, cool brick holsters. All I have to do is kind of flex, and the brick holster will pop the brick up, and I only got to do is grab it and throw it. I don't even have to take it out of my hose. It's on my <laughs> Things for Gadget to make, you know, like my speedometer, my, my you know, fast draw brick holster. Ms. Morpho, what uh, what is your what do you look like in the field as a superhero? <laughs> Put upon. I have those cliche goth girl knee high tie up boots and ripped black leggings, a fishnet long sleeve shirt with a Metallica uh, tank top. You're just dressed like you a just look kid. like you normally <laughs> do. <laughs> I don't have the time, or do I want to adhere to what you say I should be as a superhero? Do you know, how does your dad not know you're a superhero? <laughs> like, just because you have a certain image of what a superhero should be, does not have to conform. Yeah, not going to dress up like you conformist. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you just sound like you just look like you do all the time. Like, <laughs> like and if anybody takes one picture of you. The Ninth Street Brothers might have to work on this whole secret identity thing. But so, Pulled Pork, what do you look like? So, I imagine Pulled Pork just, he was making, you know, he was cooking his pork shoulder this morning, and he's wearing, he's just wearing jeans, and then, I, I don't know, there's probably, like, a tank top, white, and it's sweaty around the pits it's got some like yellow pit stains but then he's wearing like an apron that has some kind of generic corny like kiss the cook thing on it 
<laughs> but then he also wears like a boar mask and he carries he carries like a meat tenderizer and a large cleaver in his tool belt. So I'm going to add a mask because mm-hmm. you guys made a good point of secret identities. But I want it to be like bigger huh? mask. So you got the the Diodos Mortos five okay. going in. I was also thinking just like a full on just gas mask would probably fit like the goth kid vibe. But just just a suggestion. Maybe I'll find another mask along the way or Gidget can build me a cool one. As you guys kind of come roaring up in the van, you see the, the cops, like a look of relief as they, they, like, it looks like they're getting some backup. You guys kind of like pull up sideways. The broad side of the brick van is showing and they're like, some look on the confusion, like on the cops' faces as you guys pull up. Steps forward, he kind of looks like he's in charge. Um, he, he's like walking towards you guys. Full Parker, are you, you the talker of the group or? We can't shut up. Ah, Brick Street Nine Throwers on duty, sir. Brick Street Nine Throwers. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very excited face. He's like, what? Wait, are you guys here to deliver? He stumbles out of the gate. <laughs> like, what, what, are you guys here to to deliver some bricks? Like, this is an act act of crime scene. We're uh, superheroes. We're here to help. Pull for Tell him. Good delegation, dear. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, like, you know, when we showed up, Pulpork gets out. He acts very confidently and headstrong. He comes, like, walking, he comes marching right up to the cop. He's like, we're here to help. What's the situation? He doesn't introduce himself. He's just like, what's up? What's going on? Cop is, like, looking at you guys, like, thinking, like, uh, uh, man, I, I guess beggars can't be choosers. I guess uh, we're dealing with reports that, uh, you know, uh, chlorophyll is in there. Just to paint a picture here, while the cop is explaining the situation to his, Pulpork lifts up his boar mask just enough to, like, expose his mouth, and he's just munching on pocket jerky. (laughs) Jerky breath all over this cop. (laughs) Yeah, like, I want to emphasize, he's, like, greasy, sweaty dude. You just smell like bacon all the time, too. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm just sweating fucking animal fat through all my pores. (laughs) (laughs) You can see one of the cops behind this, like, cop kind of licks his lip when he gets a whiff. Yeah, but the cop's like, yeah, yeah, it sounds like reports of chlorophyll, <laughs> second-rate supervillain, breaking in, like, ripping shit up. The the Justice Squad, they're off dealing with whatever they're dealing with, I guess. I guess we're using whatever help we can get. I just don't care, and I walk into the building. <laughs> you just walk straight past <laughs> yeah. the cops. Yeah. The, the lead cops, like, they kind of, like, a few of them, like, kind of react. Let them go, I guess. So I run up behind Miss Morpha. Uh, I'm trying to keep up. Miss Morpha, Miss Morpha, can you turn into a plant if you need to? Turn into a what? A plant. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. That might come in handy. Flip down my gla- the part of my glasses that have night vision so I can see. Is it nighttime? Isn't it nighttime? No, it's <laughs> the middle of the day. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's turning around like, ow, ow! <laughs> <laughs> so Gidget is blinded. <laughs> Wink is, uh, he's using his patented sneak maneuver, which is kind of cartoonish because he gets up and he, he runs on all fours, just his toes and his fingers, starting to sneak into the... Uh, the botanical garden. So he's doing that. He's like a fucking Sylvester the Cat was... Like, he would do that thing or he would fucking twinkle toes around in old cartoons. Is that what you're doing? No, that, that's one of my patented moves. Well, you do it super fast. Before we get inside, uh, Pork, do you have anything else you want to 
save this cop because apparently everybody else is just heading straight in. I think he's just going to pull down his boar mask after he takes his last bite of pocket jerky and he just puts his hand on his shoulder. He's like, we got it from here, son. And just like confidently walks in behind the rest of his team. He really calls him son, like regardless of how old this cop is. Yeah, he's like, all right. I mean, I guess we will we'll wait to hear how it goes in there. The cops just kind of set a perimeter. Blasting in. <laughs> that sounds like what you guys are doing, but I'll leave it up to you. Sounds like, Wink, did you overtake us? Oh, yeah. I'm out in front. Okay. So what do I see, Nick? Kind of a wandering design to take in each plant, or is it kind of a manufacturing environment where they're just rows and rows of plants? The botanic gardens, but you guys are coming in the back, so like you guys are just in like the service dock currently, but trying to run around explore the whole building like what like what are you trying to do well, i'm just trying to get get inside to where the plants are so i want to get through the service area enter through the service dock entrance but you go down a long hallway and it kind of opens up into what appears to be kind of like the rainforest exhibit so i see anything give me give me a responsibility roll one night you don't have supervision i got it i rolled a 3 no the wink doesn't see anything he sees rainforest plants. I zip back real quick, report what I saw. I saw nothing, and go back <laughs> to the door. Pull pork is smell the air and see if he can detect any human uh, meat scents. Super meat smelling powers? Uh, give me your responsibility roll. Just one? <laughs> yeah. You're definitely not an expert at tracking down humans by scent, I don't think. Oh, God, I got a one. <laughs> And you're, like, smelling aggressively. You're probably allergic to something in the room, so now your sense of smell is all jacked up. You start sneezing a lot, and you're probably not going to be very stealthy because your allergies seem to be acting up in this building. It must be some, like, weird exotic pollen that you're allergic Wait, to now. My mask is all, is all, it's all filled with spit now, and it smells like a wet cat. <laughs> sneezing intermittently, too. So pool pork is going to be even less stealthy than normal. Like, it's a exhibit. It's a large room, right? Yeah, yeah, you guys, <laughs> the rest of the group is probably caught up at this point, and so, yeah, you guys kind of enter from the service entrance into a large rainforest, indoor rainforest so exhibit. I look up, and I, without even asking anyone, I see, like, railings at the top, and so I just stretch up there to hang on to it to see what I can see. Give me powers roll, and you're prepared to do this, and you're, so three dice. Three, three, and one, so what does that mean? When you're rolling... When you're using powers, you want to lower. So three successes. So yeah, you're able to just shoot right up and keeping your feet on the ground. Or yeah. you, okay, so you're just stretching out to get a good look at the place. Yeah. Look out, you see there's some. You can see a couple like an entrance, two entrances. You see signs like one to like the plants of the desert exhibit, and then another one kind of like underwater plants exhibit. I don't want to go to the underwater plants because um, water is my weakness. It is. Oh, yeah. It, it's a rainforest exhibit, so you can, like, hear some birds and stuff, but the, it doesn't look like anything else. Too much too much out of the ordinary from what you can see from where you're at. With, with your vantage point, you can tell which direction you want to go if you want to go to the desert exhibit. Yeah, I want to go to the desert. Right, well, I'm going to go but and report back to everybody. Yeah, so, so you, can, you can shrink back down and tell them, like, we should yeah. go that way if you so want. So I think we should go. There's the desert exhibit the desert experience and the underwater experience plant with plants what do you guys want to do old pork just starts walking towards the desert exhibit real confident i'm with him me too yep he's really cool 
You guys just start walking. Like, there are paths through, because, like, it is the Botanic Garden. So you guys, uh, are you just blasting through the vegetation, or are you going to, like, follow the path towards the, the entrance to the desert exhibit? Um, you know, I would follow the path. You know, there's no reason, you know, causing a ruckus here until we absolutely need to. I'm <clears throat> I'm following the path as, as I'm going. I'm looking out for, I'm getting the lay of the uh, mechanical, a mechanical lay of the gardens, like where there might be devices that we could use, like the sprinkler system. There are any tools uh, we could co-op. <laughs> you have, like, a scanner, or are you just, like, looking around with your eyes? Your blinded eyes. I've blinked (laughs) away the blindness so I can see again. So I have have, uh, my goggles on that are just sharpen my vision enough that I I am just looking around. All right. Give me me a responsibility roll to see if you can spot anything. Okay. Uh, And you can roll two, two dice. Two and a five. Two and a five, and you're a four? Yeah. You're able to spot some some basic stuff. I mean, like there's lights because it is a rainforest, so the plants need lots of lots of sunlight that this temperate climate can't provide year round. So um, yeah, there's plenty of like lighting structures up above, and you see watering structures throughout rainforest. They need they need plenty of moisture. You see some kind of mechanical stuff for for water providing water and sunlight. Okay, I was specifically looking around to see if I could find any uh, like hose with a spigot on the end that I could uh, superpower, tighten it up so that it would send out a real targeted flow of water. Yeah, you got a two and a five. Yeah. You see like a hose that used to water the plants, but it's not currently hooked up to the spigot right now. Okay. So I, uh, okay, Wink. Wink, would you go uh, go hook this up? Sure. I'll be uh, happy to. Sorry. Is that the sound of you moving very quickly? <laughs> I'm a smallish, I'm a smallish wink. I don't make, I don't really make really strong, you know. So wink, you're rushing over there to go uh, hook up the the hose as fast as you can. Yep. All right, give me give me a powers roll, and I'll say three dice as you dash over there. I got a five, four, and a two. Is your number a four? No, his number is five, so you can ask me any. You can ask me a question and then re-roll the five. Are, are we are we detecting anything from the the desert room that indicates that we're going the right direction? So yeah, I'll, I'll say like Winks, you dash over and check out that room on your way over to the spigot, even though it's completely out of the way. It takes you point zero zero three of a second to run over there. You look in that room and can see that appear to be some terrified people kind of in the corner, in the far corner of the desert exhibit. Now I get to roll another dice, you said? You roll your number, you you can ask a question, then you re-roll it. Just that one dice or all three? Yeah, no, just that one. Got a two. Okay, so all your, all your dice were under a five? Yeah. You, <laughs> Wink blasts over to look in the, into the desert exhibit, spots... Uh, what looks like some commotion going on there, and as he's blasting back, like he like retraces his steps. As he's running back through, a vine reaches up and tries to grab him as it goes by, but he he manages to blow by it. Runs over and gets gets the spigot hooked up. Yeah, as that happens, the the rest of the party realizes the vines are kind of starting to move all around them to reach for your guys' ankles and and wrists and coming out of the trees and 
creeping under like the the under the brush and that stuff like and they're from all around us yeah so i can't create like turn myself a barrier barrier to like envelope your teammates yeah try powers roll now i'll say two that you're not really prepared for it so you got a two and a six yeah so one success yeah you're able to put a barrier around problem is like wink is over fixing it like fiddling with the faucet so he's not inside but you put this kind of barrier up around Gidget and, and pulled pork, and also a couple of vines seem to be creeping in and still manage to, they're still going after your teammates. So I have, I uh, pull out of my backpack quickly a little device. It's like a pocket fan, but I have various uh, attachments that I've created for them. And one of them is a blade thing that I put on the end of it so that I can use to, to cut the vines as they're coming toward it. Give me a powers roll, two days. One and a two. You're a fourth. Gidget, do you have to like switch out the blades or you just like push a button, blades come out of the fan? I mean, it's a, it's a, a simple switch out. It's not such an elaborate thing that I can just push a button and, and different devices come out. <laughs> the blades and put them on and then turn it on and hope the battery lasts. Gidget's done this plenty of times. So she pops off the, like, the normal fan head and puts on the, the, the bladed one pretty quick makes quick work of the vines that have made it inside the barrier provided by Ms. Morpha. <laughs> I don't know how long I can hold it. Is that... Yeah, probably not forever. The more you sit here, there kind of seems to be more vines. It's like when you're in Gumby, like, where is your head while you're creating this barrier right now? Your weird Gumby-like head. In the middle so I can talk to my teammates. So, like, looking down into the enclosure yeah. that you've made for them? Is there any tools over by the hose Well. Molly's figuring like out. Like clippers? Garden clippers? Your saws or rakes? Yeah, it does appear not not far away. There's a collection of, like, gardening supplies. What you see is, like, labeled as supply closet, kind of on the on the edge of the exhibit. Do I have to go there and attempt to open it? You can rush over there without any big issue. I'm going to rush over there. Do I do I have to power move to try to open it? No, it's, it's unlocked. Oh. Open it up. <laughs> What do I see? Variety of gardening tools. It's mainly like shovels and trowels and that kind of stuff. But yeah, there's a few sets of like clippers and we'll say there's even a machete in there. I'm going to take my bricks out of my brick holsters and I'm going to put as many tools that can go into my brick holsters. And then I'm going to hold the machete and I'm going to do my patented pirouette move where I'm spinning in a circle while moving forward and going back to my companions. Now give me a powers roll. <laughs> Just one? Two. I mean, you said it's your patented pirouette move, so yeah, you're prepared yeah, for this. Yeah, totally. Uh, six and a one. The wing tries to rush back over carrying all this shit. He does his pirouette spin move around some of the vines, which he's able to do so they don't grab him, but you end up dropping about, like, half the shit you're trying to carry while you do it on you. Uh, so, like, you dash over there in the blink of an eye, but then you look back and there's, like, shovels and trowels and clippers and shovels like scattered about in your wake you manage to hold on to like a handful handful of gardening implements probably enough one for each everybody here you go arm yourself i think i'm just gonna try and use my cleaver and just try to blast through some of these vines do you like tap on miss morpho like hey let me out because gidget already like kind of took care of all the vines that it like made its way inside the barrier so yeah yeah i want to like i'm gonna take the fight like to the vines at this point Morpha, are you going to let him out? Yeah. 
Yeah, so she like creates a little gap for you to get out. You can start go chopping up some vines if you want. Two dice. You're using your your signature cleavers and stuff, so you definitely get two. This might be a powers roll. I mean, because you're yeah. I mean, I, I guess, guess I kind of envision that anything that he well, he's just using his brute strength involves <laughs> his powers. <laughs> his moderate brute strength. <laughs> oh, double ones! Damn, with a two, fucking pulled pork grabs his cleaver and just starts going to town and is just destroying the vegetation. Pulpork is just brutally hacking away at these plants. For every one he cuts down, another another vine kind of is coming up behind it. Like, he's keeping them at bay for now. Doesn't seem to be, uh, like, taking care of the root problem, if you will. I don't suppose in that uh, closet over there, Nick, there was herbicide. Are you going to dash back and check? Yeah, I didn't see it the first time I was over there. Yeah. Well, you didn't ask if you you didn't yeah, look I for know. it. So. All right. <laughs> Wink, you blast back over. Like, the vines try to grab at you, but you're so fast. I mean, they're plants. They don't move move quick enough to catch you. You run over, and yeah, you do see what appears to be some, some stuff full of chemicals. So give me a responsibility roll as you try to read the labels on these things. I suppose I'm rolling one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're responsible, I agree. <laughs> oh, I rolled a one! You want higher with responsibility to have. Yeah, but responsibility roll, you want to roll high. Wink dashes over. It shows you how screwed up I am as Wink. Uh, I'm excited. <laughs> I don't know anything. This more of a quick question. So, like, pull pork is out slashing. Like, are you still trying to keep this barrier to protect Gidget? No, or are you. Gidget's doing her. Like, I feel like she's trying to protect herself, too. Tell me, I'm going to make my way over to the the people that you saw in the desert. Museum to see what they can tell me about where this guy might be. Wink's so excited he already forgot about that part of his journey. What Wink does is Wink runs over, like sees these chemicals in the, like, these spray bottles, grabs them and runs over and starts spraying the plants. But he's moving so quickly, he ends up just spraying Gidget right in the face. So Gidget takes a face full of herbicide. Oh, great! Were you uh, wearing your goggles? I was wearing my goggles, so my eyes are protected, but not my nose or mouth. <laughs> Well, you could tell me it's bad, and I can fan it out of your way. Bad wink! So wink now, standing next to her, <laughs> winks next bad to wink. her, and doing this giant windmill exercise. <laughs> Trying to, like, dry it out? <laughs> yeah, and fan it away from her. <laughs> I'd say between pulled porks, slashing, and wink's herbicide application, you guys are, have created a... There, there's enough room for you guys to escape to the desert... Desert... Exhibit, if you guys want to. Do it. Very gadget, I'll lick it off later or something, or whatever is appropriate <laughs> behavior. Just for making it... move quickly away from me. Okay, sure. Yeah, you guys are able to uh, kind of keep keep the vines at bay as you rush over to the, uh, to, towards like the, the desert, like the hallway into the desert exhibit, and you guys kind of run through the short hallway, the vines are right on your guys' heels, but like, you guys run in like you feel a hot blast of air as you run into the desert exhibit. And, and like the vines, you can kind of tell like as soon as they hit that area too, shrink backwards and hang back. Yeah, they're, they're basically waiting for you guys if you try to re-enter the rainforest exhibit, but they're not going to move any any farther into the desert exhibit. And you guys can take a, take a look around. It's a, yeah, another, another large exhibit hall with like glass ceilings. Sun's shining down. The glass on top seems to be done so like, even like reflects the heat even more than normal. The temperate climate of Metro City, because I'm, it, it's basically fucking New York. They're trying to amplify the heat in there, and yeah, it's hot, hot and dry in this area, which 
be good for somebody with a, a gumby disposition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get too dry and get cracked. A moisture drain valve on his suit. It's just kind of damp in here. It's my suit. <laughs> oh yeah, I I imagine the wink had some serious swamp ass going on going on <laughs> running around. It's, Kind of, you know, kind of, kind of that weird, wet wrinkle walk when you kind of squeak, squeak, you start to squeak a little bit as you walk. As you guys rush in, you can kind of see, like, in, so you guys are kind of in the middle of the exhibit hall. In one, one side of the hall, there are a group of what seems to be kind of like hostages, just like innocent civilians. Then they're getting surrounded by what appears to be animated cactuses, cactus people, like, standing around them menacingly. And then you look over and at the other far end of the exhibit, you see like a big sign that says, prepare for the blooming of the the jewel of the desert. And there's kind of like high pedestal with like a planter kind of in the middle. And you see approaching the pedestal appears to be this guy dressed in like, basically picture like a non-sexy male version of Poison Ivy. Oh, that is just bad fantasy, man. <laughs> There's a wicked moose novel going on. It's a little moose knuckle. <laughs> but as you guys kind of enter the room, kind of stops, like, walking up towards kind of a large display at the other end. And he's, like, walking up the stairs towards there. But as you guys kind of rush in, he turns around and stops and looks at you guys like, ah, man, that with all the real superheroes going, dealing with that big cosmic cosmic crisis, I would be able to get this done, uh, you know, without, without running into any do-gooders. But looks like I was wrong. Well, how far are we from him? It's a pretty big exhibit hall. I mean, it's probably about 200 feet long, and you guys are right in the middle of it. He's kind of at one end, the hostages are at the other. Are the hostages <laughs> tied up, or how are they restrained? No, they're just kind of surrounded by these cactus people. These, like, animated cactus monsters. He's like, look, I'm just here for the flower. You let me take it, get out of here, nobody gets hurt. Sorry, we can't let you do that. Why not? Sounds reasonable. He's a bad guy, Wink. Oh. And we're superheroes. We're at least heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how super you guys are, but you're trying, so you're heroes. We're aspiring superheroes. So Wink's gonna try to do his ball maneuver, where he kind of bends over and wraps himself as tight as he can in a yoga maneuver. So his head is just tucked in between his knees and then his heels wrapped up against his butt. And he tries to roll as hard as he can towards the cactus guys. And it's <laughs> effect, a, a bowling ball against bowling pins kind of maneuver. <laughs> if I could, I really like that idea. If I could just add on to it maybe slightly. What if pulled pork does like a fastball special kind of thing? Oh, yeah. Where he tries to like throw wink. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, a little more propellant. Yeah, let's go for it. One dice for normal, one dice because, like, yeah, you've done this movie, movie before. It's part of your powers. And then with the help from from, from Billy Bacon, you can definitely get a third Bobby dice. Bacon. Bobby, Bobby Bacon. Bobby Bacon. <laughs> Give me a powers roll for, for three dice. Two, two, and a four. Pull pork just without even, like, you guys, like, not even rehearsing this, like, in sync, like, take this weird ball-like shape while a pull pork grabs you and just hurls you at this group of... Five, let's say five cactus people and maybe a dozen dozen hostages, and you line up in just a perfect fucking order. Perfectly, so as you throw them, you just like ball them all down. So I mean, they're not out of the 
fight, but you uh, you put a serious hit on these cactus people. Are they knocked down? Yeah, yeah. They all, like, go flying as you go crashing into them. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for the Ninth Street Brick Throwers. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed that uh, as much as we enjoyed recording it for you. When I was listening to it before I recorded this uh, intro and outro, uh, I got got real nostalgic listening to that that game. We actually played that before we played uh, any of the other uh, uh, actual play podcasts that we're bringing to you folks. So that's that's sort of the, the the master mold, if you will, for all our projects that we have going on here. It makes a family fun time. Speaking of all of our projects, we, uh, depending on the timing of when this episode comes out, you know, we will either have already released another episode of Doves, as well as an episode of our Dungeons and Dragons podcast that we advertised to you months ago, if I remember correctly. So we have finally gotten around to producing and editing and putting that together for you. Keep your eye on the feed. You know, if it's not there already by the time you're listening to this, it will be soon. You know, check out all the things we got going on there. We really appreciate y'all so much. Really can't stress that enough. Thank you again. If you want to email us, you can send an email to funtimepod at gmail.com. That is F-U-N-T-I-M-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you just want to reach out, say thanks, you know, anything, just drop us a line. Please do uh, keep telling your friends and family, coworkers, anybody that you bump into who you think might enjoy this uh, wacky little thing we got going on over here. Thank y'all so much. Uh, Take care of yourselves and stay safe out there. Bye.